Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Underground USA. As always, you can find everything we do over at undergroundusa.com. Uh, and check out our, our new things over at Riffer. They're, they're very small micro-podcasts. We're giving that a shot right now. Uh, just to keep you up to speed on what's in the headlines during the week, uh, it's not a full-blown show. It's just like a, almost like a little preview. My co-host Andy Limbo will be joining us again next week. He's back in the saddle after his super-secret mission. And right now we're going to listen to uh, my second segment in my twice-weekly visits with Matt Bruce over at the Captain's America Third Watch, broadcast to over 2 million people each night on the Salem and Genesis Communications Networks. Well, Frank, we've got to start with a couple of different things here. First of all, unfortunately, last night, a horrible uh, shooting, a mass shooting uh, at the uh, FedEx facility, Indianapolis, uh, right there at the airport. I've been there several times over uh, my career when I was out on the road. And uh, uh, it's right there where 465 and 70 come together uh, on that corner of uh, Indianapolis. You can literally throw a rock and, and hit the uh, building, FedEx, when you drive by on 70. So that's why they had the interstate shut down. But eight people reported killed. We don't know how many wounded. The shooter did take his own life. And we don't know anything other than what I just told you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to overly speculate on anything with this. It's this is one of those times where you just have to wait for the details to come out. Um, but I, I will say this: tensions around the country are high. You know, we have been locked down and sequestered and 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 societally oppressed for a, over a year now. Uh, I, I don't believe that our elected officials understand that you can't do that to a society that's free. Uh, and if that had something to contribute to it, then we have to reevaluate how how the government actually deals with pandemics and, and how we go about sequestering the people that need to be sequestered. But, um, you know, you just walk down the street today and people are looking for a reason. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The attitudes are really really, uh, uh, I would call them ripe for, for just about yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, here's something interesting before I move on. Uh, according to uh, Molly Hemingway from The Federalist, she's saying that the popularity of Major League Baseball amongst Republicans right now is down to 12%. That's uh, the lowest it's been since they started checking on things. It was at 47% about uh, four months ago. Yeah, you don't make stupid decisions like they did with Atlanta. Regular, regular things, corporations like Coca-Cola, Delta, the 500 corporations signed on to this activist letter that was published in the Washington Post and the New York Times condemning Georgia's law. The activists are trying to get regular free market people to start getting political. We can't politicize everything especially when it's based on a lie. 
The Georgia law is not oppressive. Nope. You have activists right now who are trying to, to trying to codify the extreme measures we went to during COVID mm-hmm. to try to facilitate the vote. We can't have that as the norm. We can't. Mm-hmm. There, there's way too many vulnerabilities for voter fraud and 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 ballot ballot disintegrity. Mm-hmm. It's it's we can't have it that way. And when you look at the Georgia laws compared to what it was beforehand, before COVID, it expanded the the, the ability to vote. Um, you know, almost 80% of the people for over 20 years have said voter ID is okay. So you've got 20% of the people complaining about something that is incredibly easy to get. The argument that you can't get voter ID if you're poor is really bigoted. It's a bigoted argument. You're saying that poor people are too dumb to go and get a free ID in most states. Yeah. You know, especially when you're talking about the fact that you have to have you have to have photo ID to buy liquor mm-hmm. and cigarettes if you if if you're younger and open a bank account and cash a check and and get on a get on a plane, you know, get on a train in the, in a lot of the urban areas now. It it doesn't pass the smell test. So You've got Major League Baseball. Oh, they got pressured into moving out of Atlanta. No, they didn't. No. They're woke. Yep. And that's why they're at 12. Yeah. Now, the other thing is uh, President Joe Biden yesterday announced unilateral sanctions on Russia and booted out 11 of their diplomats for election interference and uh, hacking. Uh, I don't know where all that's going to go because now... Uh, their retaliation, I guess, was to block our, the entrance to the Black Sea so we can't get our ships in there. We were going to sail them in there and put them somewhere near you, near Ukraine, a couple of our guided missile destroyers. Yeah, way to go, Joe, and, and, and clicking that nuclear clock just a minute more towards midnight. That's a real stupid move. Not to mention, I have to ask, I, I thought that the Russian manipulation in the election was was something that was so gross and so over the top that Trump would have won. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. All right, hold that thought. Folks, we'll be right back with more with Frank Silvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. And Kathy, take it away. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Online at theanswersarasota.com. AM 930, The Answer. Good morning, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. There you are. All right, let's see who was on the other line here. We got somebody else in the line here, I think. Yeah, we do. Okay, I'm going to go over to Bad Game and Bob. Let's get a question from him. Okay, Bad Game and Bob, go for it. Is it Frank there yet? Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wanted to know if Russia were to attack the Ukraine and uh, if China were to attack Taiwan, either or, 
Would we really do anything about it? And what does he think the chance that that could escalate into a nuclear confrontation being is that we have, now we have tactical nuclear weapons, which are supposedly low yield and with the, what they call the B-61 nuclear bombs. Okay. Bye. All right. Well, Frank, uh, go for it. No, not with this administration. Nope. I, I think agree. they would, they would, yeah, I think they would, they would make a, a little bit of a stink at the United Nations and condemn and, mm-hmm. and call it, you know, all kinds of name calling and sanctions and this, that, and the other. But then right now, China is just slapping us all over the planet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you see Joe Biden just hiding in the basement. Russia's starting to saber rattle as well. Remember, the two of them got together and talked about replacing the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency, mm-hmm. the chief world reserve currency. So they, they look at the Biden administration as being the weakest that we've had since before Jimmy Carter. Yep. And, and they are making bold, bold moves on the world stage. So I fully expect, I mean, this is why you're hearing so much about Taiwan in the news. I'm, I fully expect China will make their move on Taiwan before this administration's over. And when you look at the Ukraine, you know, Putin was going to do it whether, whether Trump won or not and, mm-hmm. and then face the consequences. They, you know, that's their home court. But with Biden in there, he'll make a move against the Ukraine and he'll, he'll try to consolidate the Soviet Union as well. Now, nuclear? No, I, I just don't. I don't see this administration being anywhere near prepared to go to a war footing. Although, and and this is why I'm, I'm giving myself a little wiggle room here, when you look at the major conflicts from the 20th century going into the 21st century, almost all of them have been started under Democratic presidencies. Yeah. Now, a lot of my friends in the Military Officers Association of America totally, absolutely, positively agree with every word you just said, and I happen to agree with it, too. I don't think Joe Biden will do anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll go the world community route, which is which is what the United States doesn't do in the face of tyranny. We Historically, we stand up and say, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, freedom and liberty must must reign at all costs because that's what the Western dogma is. But uh, yeah, this this guy is is so in bed with the globalists that it's, he's just going to sit back like he was just another cog in the machine and and let it and let let the despots do what they want. He's he's not a strong president at all. Now, Mike Lindell, of course, the inventor of my pillow and a proud supporter of uh, former President Donald Trump, is about to embark on a new social media site starting Monday, uh, the 19th, called Frank. It's going to be called Frank Speech, um, and it's .com is a website, and you can go there right now, uh, Google the word Frank or, or search it online and find it, and you'll find a, uh, a social media platform like no other. Those are his words, not mine, and it's coming soon, like I said, on the 19th, and uh, this is going to be interesting because uh, the Trumps are going to have theirs, I believe, in another month or so. Lindell's out there with his right now. And basically, it's going to uh, allow people to have news and information that's not filtered. Well, and, and this is what happens when you become a totalitarian in a free market society. You know, Facebook and Twitter and, and, and Google with YouTube decided to become draconian and, and try to silence people with censorship. And, and Deep Pockets finally got off their butts 
and and built something that uh, that belongs to the people, as it were. So they've diluted their people. Uh, the downside on this, and I'm not saying that it's going to be a bad thing. It'll probably be a great platform, and, it's, and you're going to get a lot more free speech out of it, which is which is the point of social media. But I I can see where we're creating echo chambers. You know where where the where where the liberals and the progressives and the leftists will be free to come and engage over there like they are on Parler and like they will be on Trump's the uh, Trump's social media platform when it comes out. Um, they probably won't, except for except for the the trolls and the troublemakers. You know they probably won't. They'll stick with Twitter and Facebook because everybody agrees with them over there. You know, so we're we're kind of creating echo chambers in the social media sphere, uh, which doesn't help to start a conversation to end the this, the confrontation that we're in societally today. So I, I'm not giving up my Facebook or my Twitter. I'm still going to engage over there, but that's where I'll make my arguments. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when I when I share information for people to be educated and informed, it'll be on the on the platforms where people don't throw progressive roadblocks in and report it all the time and mm-hmm. and and try to get it blocked. But I will also I'll continue to do con- conversational battle over at Facebook and, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep, until they say toodaloo. By the way, are you are you are you <laughs> ready? Moment. <laughs> yeah, and and by the way, I just got rid of one of my pages over there, and I uh, did something Plan B, but I got attacked by a bunch of people. They posted a bunch of crap on there, and uh, mm-hmm. it wound up costing me, so to speak. But I had a Plan B all the time, so I'm using the Plan B right now over on Facebook. But I'm also on MeWe and Parler and Gab, and I will be on Mike Lindell's new platform when he gets it. All right, I got something for you. Ready? I, I am. I think. <laughs> all right, yesterday, in all of her reverence, the Queen Bee of the House of Representatives, Maxine Waters, snapped at Jim Jordan for questioning little Dr. Fauci during the COVID hearing, told him to sit down and shut his mouth. I, I believe she should be censured for that. No kidding. You you do not talk to another member of conference or Congress like that when you are in session, when you are in committee, when you're on the floor. You just don't do it. And if Nancy Pelosi doesn't reprimand her for her actions on the floor, uh, I, the Republican caucus, in the face of a of a serious vote when a quorum is needed, should walk out. Mm-hmm. In protest, I mean, there has to be some decorum in Congress. You you do not you do not. I mean, you you want to get back to the days when when somebody picked up a cane and beat someone to death because we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Where I believe it was Calhoun. I believe it was back back before <clears throat> the Civil War. I, I believe that's who it was. Um, you know, you the Speaker of the House not only has you know. The, the power to do things, she has the responsibility to make people rise to the occasion of being in Congress. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the rhetoric that's, that's happening in Congress today is unbefitting of someone who's been elected to Congress. Include, and Maxine Waters is, is a perennial favorite. Do you feel like sticking around for an extra segment? Yeah, sure. All right, hang on. Folks, we'll be right back with Frank Salvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. Go over there, check out all the different things she does. Kathy's going to give you the number. 
You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. This portion of Underground USA is brought to you by Delvecchio Defense Instruction, DDI. Hit your bullseye with DDI. DDI offers NRA-certified instruction in basic pistol safety, NRA pistol marksmanship simulator training, women on target, and their non-lethal refuse-to-be-a-victim program. You can also engage in DDI's non-lethal defense training, where they have warrior workshops, empower hour, safe showings workshops, safe hearts workshops, and damsel sister safety. To find out more, log on to bullseyeddi.com. That's bullseyeddi.com. Or email Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at bullseyeddi.com. Okay, back to uh, our guest and our good friend Frank Silvato from undergroundusa.com. And thanks again, Frank, for sticking around. Absolutely. Any t- or as I like to say, any time and always. Okay, now... Uh, the $1,400 stimulus checks seem to help March retail sales. Uh, we're seeing numbers now coming, uh, showing a 9.8% increase as sales went up from the month prior because of the stimulus checks. I'm not surprised by that. Well, I, it, partially because of the stimulus checks, a lot of places are starting to open back up. You know, Texas is open. Florida's open. You're, you're, you're seeing announcements by governors just about every day saying that we're moving back into a, to a, a, at least an open economy. You may still have to stay six or three feet away, depending on the state you're in. Um, you know, but we're starting to open the economy back up. If we get back up to speed, the economy, the economy will recover to such a level that it'll be acting like it did before the pandemic to a great extent because Biden's tax increases haven't happened yet. We haven't had a lot of the restrictions uh, take effect that he wants to impose back on back on the, on the private sector industries and businesses, and, and people are starting to get back into the economic cycle. So I, I fully expect to see, you know, consumer confidence is going to come back as things reopen. And then we'll see we'll see spending again, not maybe not to the level immediately, but it's going to start to recover a little bit uh, right up until the Democrats get their tax increases the way they want. That's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to keep a full recovery from happening, you know, because businesses, they, they do when you raise it, it's. Anybody who doesn't understand this really doesn't understand anything about economics 101. Mm-hmm. You raise taxes on a business, and they are going to raise the cost and pass it on to the consumer. Businesses don't feel tax increases. You feel the tax increase by the by the the cost of what you're buying from the business. Right. So so you get double whammied if he if he put if he takes away the Trump tax cuts for the people and raises taxes on the corporations you're going to get hit twice and then the sooner we start to understand that the sooner we we can all start looking at the people who are we sent to Washington going why do you double tax us all the time by screwing with the corporations now a split congress may in fact take a two track approach to Biden's 2.3 trillion dollar infrastructure pitch I heard something mentioned yesterday where they're talking about splitting the money up to where they go after the roads and the bridges with one part of it, and the other part of it they do for the the, the, the give me good me free programs. 
Sounds sounds to me like uh, some of the usual suspects on the right side of the aisle have negotiated with their buddies on the left side of the aisle to get some cover, so that, so that they can get something passed and claim credit credit for it. It's still going to be an expenditure, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, it's really we have to start examining in your own neighborhood when you're talking about a federal highway or a federally maintained bridge, and they are few. They they are not all over the place. Most of the, the the roads and bridges that you travel on belong to the state or the county. You know, time to. I think everybody should go on the Captain's America Facebook page and tell me where they see a crumbling federal road or federal bridge. Mm-hmm. Because they they say this every single time they want to pass a gigantic bill packed full of pork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And that's not a bad idea. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's take a let's take a public audit of these things and and post it. I, I want to see pictures of the crumbling federal roads and federal bridges across the country. Now, you know, I'll give you an example. I've been on the Cross Bronx Expressway a number of times in New York City, and there have been holes <laughs> where yeah. they haven't been big, but there have been holes where you can actually see down to the streets below. You know that there there are when you have roadways that are well traveled, like the Dan Ryan in Chicago or the Eisenhower Expressway going into there, they need maintenance. But that's not crumbling roads and bridges across the country, mm-hmm. coast to coast, like they're shopping this thing. If you listen to them, every federal highway is just horrible and wrecked, and you can't travel them. Mm. It's not the case. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You know they keep citing the one bridge that collapsed up in Minnesota. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and how many years ago was that? Uh, Twenty years, maybe. Yeah. There so was. when you look at these, when you look at these bills, you know, think through what they're trying to do here. You're going to get people who say, "See, I made sure we didn't get the pork in there, and we took care of our crumbling roads and bridges, and we stood together and did it in a bipartisan manner." That gives cover to to the people who won't dig in their heels and say, mm-hmm. "Absolutely not, no pork." Mm-hmm. And then the Democrats are just going to pour, they're, they're going to reopen and edit the reconciliation because that's what the the parliamentarians said they could do, yep. and they're going to stuff in what they want to pass. Mm-hmm. This is for this is political cover. No. Yep. Now Kevin McCarthy yesterday said the call to pack the court should scare all Americans, and probably an hour later, here comes House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi, I like to call her, and she comes out and says, well, I oppose the Supreme Court expansion, and it's not going to happen just yet. Yeah, because the, because the idiot from the Judiciary Committee uh, got ahead of himself because he needed to get into the limelight. They haven't even seated the commission yet. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't go to game plan. Somebody was trying to hog the limelight here because he couldn't get, because he couldn't get somebody impeached last time around. Jerry Nadler? You know. Yeah, and and quite honestly, we have to we have to start thinking about this a little bit differently. If we've got three separate co-equal branches of government, okay, yeah, and and the executive branch can't tell the the, the president couldn't say, you know what, we're going to expand the house. Yep, we're going to expand the senate. I've decided we're going to do this. Well, you can't do that because it's a separation of powers. The executive branch can't tell the legislative branch what to do. How is it that the legislative branch could say, we're going to look at this other separate branch of government and we're going to change it? Yeah. All the, all the Supreme Court has to do is say, your move is unconstitutional, and that ends it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. You know 
I know how to end the border. I know how to end the border crisis. Well, shut it. <laughs> well, that's part of it. But the other part of it is just to turn around and put Trump's policies back in and finish the damn wall. Well, and and you know, you saw. I think it was Mayorkas came out, or and 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 Pasaki. Yeah. Uh, kind of, kind of reiterated a little bit. Yes, certain sections will be completed. I thought they. I thought you said not another inch. That's right. Not he, another mile. That's what he did. But Mayorkas yeah, so is that's, that's, Mayorkas is afraid of his own shadow. Well, you know, if, I hate to I hate to pick on somebody's looks, but if I look like him, I would be too. Yeah, well, that's that's part of it. But here's the deal. You know, uh, we all know that the border is a national disgrace right now, and I mean, they're just laughing oh. about this. Could just well, just, a, just go around the edge where they didn't finish it. Jeez. It's it's more than a national disgrace. It is a it's a threat. It is a literal threat to the well being of the people of the United States. We, you know, twenty it was twenty years ago. 20 years ago that that people overstayed the visas we weren't paying attention to immigration in this country and people took down the twin towers you know so this this little political thing that they keep doing with the border do you think it's just Mexicans and Guatemalans who are coming over the border? Oh no! If, if you do, you're not paying attention. No, no. We got people from the from the Middle East, from Africa. Yep. We've got people being caught who are affiliated with with the Yemeni Houthis. Yep. We've got Hezbollah. We've got Hamas. We've got Al Qaeda. Yep. We've got ISIS. They're all coming over the border. You bet. Mm-hmm. You bet. All right. Well, here comes the music in my ear. I appreciate you sticking around. We've had. Uh, a meaningful conversation here, and I think the people got a lot out of what we just did. So there you go, and I look forward to talking to you on Monday. Sounds good, man. Stay low. All right. Frank Silvato, undergroundusa.com is the website, undergroundusa.com. He's got a great podcast over there and uh, writes a lot of different great articles, too. So go over there, check it out, see what he has to offer. And in the meantime, we're coming right back with... The Sports Zone Quarterback. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. When we come back, I want to touch on a very disturbing story. Um, I believe everybody needs to take notice of this. It has to do with a two-tiered justice system and uh, two different reactions from our justice system where two people are dead. We'll talk about that and more right after this. You're listening to Underground USA. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Protests have picked up, erupted, some would say, uh, in Minneapolis following a shooting of another young black man by police officers. Dante Wright was reportedly shot and killed Sunday afternoon during a traffic stop. Police say they learned of an outstanding warrant against the young father after he was pulled over. 
Later in the evening, police used tear gas, flashbangs, and rubber bullets to disperse demonstrators who gathered just about 10 miles away. Protests continue in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, after Officer Kim Potter fatally shot Dante Wright on Sunday. Potter has since resigned and has been charged with second-degree manslaughter. She is scheduled to... The investigation in into the death of Ocean Beach woman Ashley Babbitt has come to an end. Babbitt was an Air Force veteran who was shot and killed during the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Wednesday, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia and the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice announced there will be no criminal charges against the U.S. Capitol Police officer who fatally shot Babbitt. Multiple agencies reviewed video evidence, physical evidence, statements by officers. Welcome back to Underground USA. You can see all our stuff at undergroundusa.com. I'm your host, Frank Salvato. Two different scenarios and two police officer-involved shootings, but two very different processes as one police officer is charged in the killing and one isn't. The examination of these two events in tandem reveals a disturbing special interest two-tiered justice system. Kimberly Potter, 48, a former Brooklyn Center, Minnesota police officer who fatally shot Dante Wright, a 20-year-old black man during a traffic stop, has been arrested and charged with second-degree manslaughter. Potter resigned in the wake of the incident. She was a 26-year veteran of the Brooklyn Center Police Force. She was also the Brooklyn Police Force's union rep, which means she really understood her job and was held in high esteem by her, by her colleagues. Wright was wanted on a felony warrant for a weapons charge in connection with a gunpoint strong-arm robbery. Wright was pulled over for a traffic violation, and when officers went to place him in custody, he escaped the grasp of one officer, and after a struggle, was shot by Potter. He then jumped back into his vehicle and tried to speed off. Body camera footage shows Wright struggling with police when a female officer shouts, Taser! 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 which is something that police officers do before they deploy a taser. But Potter wasn't firing her taser. She believed she was, but she wasn't. She shot her service handgun. Switched to the U.S. Department of Justice and a statement from the Civil Rights Division which announced that the U.S. Capitol Police officer, a lieutenant, so someone who is tested, understands the stress, stress of the job, who was present at the January 6th U.S. Capitol building protest, and who shot dead Ashley Babbitt, a 13-year Air Force veteran, he won't be charged. The DOJ's decision came after what they called a thorough investigation into the shooting of Babbitt, 35, who joined others in protesting the results of the 2020 general election at the U.S. Capitol during the joint session of Congress convening the Electoral College. Babbitt, who was unarmed and not taking aggressive action against the police officer, was shot while trying to climb through a broken window into the Speaker's lobby. That's adjacent to the House chamber. There's a distinct and important difference in the circumstances of the victims. One was a fugitive from the law wanted on firearms charges, and the other was unarmed and didn't exist in a violently aggressive confrontational manner to the officer. While both were breaking the law, only one victim warranted even the unholstering of a firearm, and it wasn't Ashley Babbitt. Wright was wanted on an outstanding warrant for an attempted aggravated battery charge, over an incident where he choked a woman and held her at gunpoint. Wright was charged with first-degree attempted robbery in 2019 for trying to steal $120 from a woman. Wright had pulled a gun, 
pointed it at the woman and demanded she hand over the cash he saw her roommate give her for rent. Wright's bail was assessed at $100,000, of which $40,000 was bonded for his release, but he violated the terms of his bail, and it was revoked for his failure to not possess a firearm or ammunition and for failing to report to his probation officer. Wright was facing a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Conversely, Babbitt was unarmed, with no record and no outstanding warrants, and was part of a larger group that was illegally accessing secured areas in the U.S. Capitol building when a lieutenant from the U.S. Capitol Police shot and killed her. Two victims, two very different circumstances, both dead. So, if we're to call the shooting of Dante Wright a crime, how is the shooting of Ashley Babbitt not a crime? If the police officer involved with Wright's shooting is facing trial, why not the U.S. Capitol Police lieutenant, who to this day remains unidentified? The dramatically different approaches to these two shootings by our judicial system reeks of special interest politics and ideological agenda. Wright being a black man in the era of Black Lives Matter will be painted the innocent victim of systemic racism in law enforcement today. His shooter, Kimberly Potter, who by all accounts had a stellar career up to that point, will be the new poster child for white privilege. In the end, whether she's convicted or not, the black community in Brooklyn Center, as well as around the country, will, once again, burn cities to the ground. Doesn't matter whether she's found innocent or guilty. Babbitt, a white woman and a Trump supporter, will be painted a female white supremacist, a racist who wants to turn the clock back to the days of Jim Crow laws, lynchings, and slavery. She'll be painted as such, even though her adult life was spent in the service of all the people of the United States, defending freedom for all the American people, not just white people. Right? A thug who chokes and attempts to rob people is painted the innocent victim, and Babbitt, who was crawling through a window on leave from the military, is painted a terrorist. This is where we are in the era of bigoted, critical race theory. The world, as communist activist Ben Jones would say, is upside down, inside out. You're listening to Underground USA. I'm Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do over there. There is a wide variety of things that can inform, educate, keep you on top of things. We'll be right back after this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 